Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie Swedberg, and I do welcome you to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Today, during our program, we're going to be talking about how amazing we are right now in this very moment, how amazing you are. You are an amazing person, and a lot of times we don't uh, live up to our potential because we're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting to achieve something or to be something more than we are, to attain a goal or to reach a certain level of uh, expertise in a certain area before we start fully living. And our guest today, Linda Brightman, is going to help us understand how amazing we are right now and how to really believe in our true identity and to take uh, action right now from where we are. Uh, during this hour, you're going to understand, you're going to come to understand why your biggest battle is the one for your identity and how to assess your identity current um, status in the war, and then also you're going to learn how people lose their true identity and what you can do about it, how to see yourself through God's eyes no matter the distortion of your current image, how to live in your true identity and fulfill everything God created you to do, how to rewire your thinking anytime, anywhere, how to embrace the reality that you are an atmosphere changer, I love that, and how to live extra uh, extravagantly loved, totally accepted, and completely forgiven. Our guest today, Linda Brightman, is dedicated to helping people realize their true kingdom identity in Christ, and she's a speaker, an author, and a minister. She holds seminars, and her latest book is called The Real You, Believing Your True Identity can help you and your group she can help you and your group align your thoughts and with heaven and see yourself through God's eyes. I'd like right now to welcome Linda. Hi. Hi, Marnie. Nice to be with you. Well, and it's great to have you here, and I love this topic because it's just always a challenge to um, remember that we're we're really okay right now where we are. Uh, I like Joyce Myers how she says that you know being okay on where I am now on the way to where I'm going, you know, and and it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge for us to do that actually, and you know that's I think why why is it such a challenge? Well, you know, the most significant battle in your Christian walk is the one for your identity. Every other battle hinges on it. The devil just does not want you to know who you are because when you do know who you are, you become very dangerous. I mean, you begin leading people to Christ, healing the sick, changing the world. He, I, it's okay to know about who you are, but he doesn't want you to believe it. Hmm. And... You know, one of the first things we're going to talk about today is how to assess where you are right now in that because, um, you know, somebody might be listening there like, well, I'm not sure if I do know who I am. How would I know? Well, just take a look at what the Bible says about who you are. The Bi- your identity is not based on what you do, but who God says you are. And he's really called us to see ourselves through his eyes. And like you said, The Bible says that in Christ, you're loved outrageously, you're totally accepted, completely forgiven. And so God has, uh, he's got a God-designed identity for you. And even though you have read, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, 
your own thoughts, your own secret thoughts can destroy that view. But it doesn't have to be that way. So what you believe about your identity will be reflected in the kinds of things you say to yourself. And that's really how you assess your Mm -hmm. current status, how you're seeing yourself. It's it's like what kinds of things you're saying to yourself. So I I like to ask this question when I do seminars, and that is, if I could crawl inside your mind for 24 hours, would I have a good day? <laughs> now, most of the time, people are horrified. And I just see <laughs> these big eyes staring back at me and gasp across the room because, you know, they know what kinds of things they're saying to themselves. Mm. And, and when we come to Christ, we come with, um, you know, baggage from the world and from how we have been viewing ourselves for many years. And so our inner dialogue often reflects what parents said to us, what teachers said to us, what friends said say to us, what the world says, what advertising says. And out loud, we, well, in our minds we speak it, and then out loud we, we say things that reflect that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, if I could crawl inside your head, what would you hear? And I know that that is an ongoing process, too. I, I remember one day um, driving, and I was beating myself up in my head because I couldn't be everywhere at once. I, I had left the house, and the kids were mm-hmm. out of sorts, and I had to go to the restaurant for a meeting. And as I was getting in the car, I was like, oh, I really need to be here, but I really have to go. And then I left the restaurant, and they were in a rush, but I had a vendor meeting over at the store. And I was leaving the restaurant thinking, oh, I really, I should, really should stay and help them, but I really have to go. And you know, when I did it, after the second time I did that, I realized what I was doing, and, and I hadn't really heard it in my head before, how much I was beating myself up because I couldn't be everywhere at once. And it was such an aha moment. It was so freeing for me, really, Linda, to recognize, oh, I don't have to do that because I believe, and I always say, this is my motto, there's time to do everything God wants me to do. And, you know, that exactly. day... That day, God just really showed me because when I walked back into the house after, you know, four hours or whatever I was, I was gone, the kids were fine. They had figured it out. They got all their chores done. They were helping each other on a project. And, you know, they were fine. Whenever we're, you know, when we're walking with God, we can just rest in it. And even if it doesn't look perfect, even if it's a little bit of a stretch or a lot of a stretch, whatever, we can be okay with it. That self-talk is really kind of like a barometer, isn't it? It's helping mm-hmm. us see really where we're at. I, I love that as an assessment tool. Yeah, and you know what, Marnie, is most people do not think about what they're thinking about. And sure. so they, they let their thoughts, you know, go willy-nilly without really, I want to say, controlling them or, out, or without um, identifying what they're saying. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, and listen, I, look, I teach on this, but I still will have times where I find myself saying something negative and limiting. And the truth is, in, you know, with God, there's no limitation in the spirit. There is no limitation. He called us. I mean, Jesus said, you will do all the things I have done and more. Well, if we don't know who we are and believe it, we're going to be hard-pressed to begin functioning in the supernatural things of God that he called us to. I mean, he called us into this vast world of of miracles, which is awesome. But even in our day-to-day life, whatever job we have, um, if we're in school, if we're raising kids, it is uh, vital that our thought life 
reflect what God says about us. Now, let me give you an, an example about it because you, you, you wanted, you said how do you assess it and how do you, um, you know, really, how do you recognize when you've lost your identity? And one of the ways is I will, I, when I teach on this, I have them speak different verses of the Bible and um, which I've personalized. So I'm going to say a few of them right now um, and just see what you're, how you react inside, okay? Yes. So, so uh, here goes. I am a child of the living God. I am a friend of Jesus. I am accepted by God. I am in right standing with God. I have peace with God. I am loved. I am extravagantly loved by God. I am mm. forgiven. My past is forgiven completely. I was planned by God, wanted by God, and I am needed. I have talents and abilities that are gifts from God. I will not bury them. I will use them. Now, that's just a sampling. But what, I, what I ask you and your viewers is, which of those verses do you have a hard time believing and that you would have a hard time saying and really accepting about yourself? I remember asking this once, and a young woman said, I just have a hard time believing I have talents and gifts from God. You know, I just, you know, I mean, maybe I have one, but certainly not plural. Mm. And when you, when you look at which, what, the, what of the things that God says about you, you're having a hard time believing, I will tell you that you are no doubt believing a lie in place of the truth. Like, God doesn't give me gifts, or I don't have, there's nothing special about me. And when you begin to identify that, you can break your agreement with the lie. Say, God, I am so sorry. Look at what, like, like your busy day. You were running around and thinking, I, I can't do all of this. And when you kind of see the light there, you break your agreement with a lie, and then you speak what God says is true. Like, I have enough time to do everything God has called me to do. And that's how you begin dismantling these strongholds. I love that. And, and I think what happens immediately when we agree with truth instead of partnering with a lie is that it changes our entire perspective of our circumstances, even though it's still whatever a busy mm-hmm. day. Uh, it just mm-hmm. changes, and it, and it changes you from being a grumbler to being a praiser. And everything shifts. Everything shifts with that perspective. Exactly. Exactly. So you can really determine if you're living with a lost identity, by, by looking at how you view your identity. Okay, for example, most people base their identity on their performance and their accomplishments. And what, what, what I mean is what they do every day. So when I've asked a group, uh, if you thought about your identity from the world's viewpoint, what, what would it look like? They say things like, um, well, how much money I make, what kind of house I have, what my job is, uh, what kind of car I drive what clothes I wear, uh, how successful I am, and if uh, fame, recognition, and so on. And that is the world's perspective. That's how how the world wants you to view your identity. But God's view is vastly different. God's view, he says that in Christ you're blameless, you're holy, you're anointed, um, called, healed, loved, accepted, and much more. 
You became who you are. When you came to Christ, you became who you are apart from work. You became who you are by adoption, by the new birth, because you are a new creation. And as a new creation, you have a new identity. I love that. On my desktop, on my computer, I'm looking at it right now, I have a a beautiful picture that's overflowing kind of um, in, in multiple beautiful ways. And then the text that says, I am God's child, heir of heaven, living here on earth in the overflow of God's abundant riches, mercy, and grace. And I just love to see that every time my computer comes on and just to be reminded that even though, yeah, I am stuck here on earth, God is, and he's in heaven. He's all over all and in all and through all, and he is providing me with everything I need to accomplish the works that he's created me to do. And it just it just changes everything to keep that perspective compared to uh, compared to saying, you know, gosh, it's a, it's a little hard to make t- ends meet or I don't have enough time or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. It just changes. It changes everything to live with a kingdom perspective. I love that. Um, you guys were visiting today with Linda Brightman. Her her, email, her website, rather, is lindabrightman.com, and Brightman is B-R-E-I-T-M-A. And we're going to come right back and talk about how to see yourself through God's eyes, no matter the distortion of your current image. So don't go away. We'll be right back. planning an event for women or maybe you would like to attend an event for women but you don't know where to find them if you go over to womensevents.info which is a subdomain again of com, but it's called womensevents.info you will find all of the major upcoming women's events including Beth Moore, Women of Faith, all kinds of different events there and you are welcome to add your own Christian women's event at that site there's usually a per event cost or else a per month cost and you can do unlimited per month or a year unlimited or a lifetime unlimited or if you just join the mentorship program at marnie.com with the shop button at the top right of the marnie.com page you are going to get all of that <laughs> included. You can enter all of your events there. So check it out at womensevents.info. Well, as you may or may not know, July is about the quietest month of the year for women's events. Uh, everybody's busy with their families, taking trips and having a wonderful summer. And then we kick back up right away in August. We start picking up and through the fall and then super busy in the first part of the year. If you're a speaker and you want to uh, make sure that you have bookings this fall for all the events, um, you can take the speaker booking boot camp that's coming up here in mid-July. And you can learn about that over at Marnie.com under the events tab, uh, live and upcoming events. Well, you guys, our guest today, Linda Brightman, is the author of a book called The Real You, Believing Your True Identity. And she's here to help us understand how amazing we are right now in this very moment. Before we lose the last 20 pounds, before we, before we win the Olympics, whatever it is that's on your list of must-do before you can relax and enjoy your life, um, she's got a message for you. It's okay. Let's get going right now. Linda, you know, one of the things that I like to um, talk about is, is just how um, important it is to start from where we are instead of waiting until we get it all just right. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a difficult thing for us to do. We want to we really get our act all together and have it all polished up before we mm-hmm. take it on the road. And, and of course, you know, there's, there's reasons to do that. There, there are times when that's the only way to go. But honestly, when we're living for Jesus just in our day-to-day lives, uh, what we've got today is what we have to offer, and that's what he's looking for, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It is. It is exactly. And, you know, what I really want to 
impart to your viewers is the fact that God loves you right now. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because, <laughs> because that is what he does. And there's nothing you can do to get him to love you anymore. And there's nothing you can do to get him to love you any less. He loves you right now. And it is totally, it has totally nothing to do with your performance and, or being perfect. It has nothing to do with that. And that's what the devil really wants to get us into is, being, is performing and being perfect and thinking if we're good enough or if we get our act together, then we will be acceptable to God. Well, the fact is you are acceptable right now. Now, you know, one of, the, one of the verses that I really is a foundational verse for, you know, knowing your identity is Romans 12, 2. Are you familiar with that, Marnie? Yeah, go ahead and share it, though. It's, yep. it's, it says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, conform means to be like something. To be transformed means that the, the Greek word is metamorpho, which is where we get the word metamorphosis, and that is like what happens to a, butter, a caterpillar when it turns into a butterfly, the metamorphosis. Well, that is what's happening to you. You are being transformed deep on the inside, from the inside out, and you cannot make it happen through your performance. You can't do it. It's a God thing. But what he does say is for, for you to renew your mind, and that is something we do. It, 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 to renew, it means to make like new, to, uh, to replace. So you're replacing the old way of thinking into, by coming into agreement with God. And so first we have to see what does God say about us. And we start looking at his word to see what does he say about us. But then there are, um, there are steps, I feel, you know, that we, can, that we do, uh, like you said, to see the word, to begin speaking the word, to begin letting it um, come in and make residence in us so deeply that, that we don't just know about it, but we believe it. And um, when I teach on this, this is what I call posturing, uh, because posturing is to just to take a stance, to take a position, to position yourself in agreement with God, and um, to speak verses from the Bible as making them your own, like, I am the righteousness of Christ. I am uh, the head and not the tail. Uh, you know, but, uh, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you begin speaking those. Now, Marnie, uh, there are days when I feel myself starting to spiral down because I'm being transformed. I'm not, I'm not having arrived yet. I mean, I haven't pulled a, an Elijah or been taken up to heaven yet. So <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. when I get up in the morning, uh, you know, many times I'll begin posturing and, and speaking and proclaiming his words um, and it begins to, I feel the atmosphere changing. I feel the atmosphere mm-hmm. around me and the heaviness lift off me because I'm coming into agreement with God's word. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I love to do is to listen to um, scriptures that are like that. And you guys, if you want to go over to godlywealth.com, that's one of my sites. And it was actually an expo that we did um, 
talking about well from God's perspective, and it was so good. But in the fourth box down, you'll find enjoy scripture worship, and there's three MP3. There's one is called God is pouring His blessing on me. Another one is seasons of suffering and scriptures, and um, scriptures about living in God's delight. And then there's also where you um, you can actually download the. PDF that has all those verses on it. And there's also something here, Linda, that I, I love to use. It's called a Wealth Roster PDF, and it's actually a chart. And on the left side, on the left side, you put in what you're asking for. So you put in the request that you're asking for. And then in the middle section, there's some, there's a column that says yes, now, and there's a column that says later or no. So these are like the answers that you might get, okay? And then on the right side, you write down the outcomes, what you're going to see. So in the center two columns where, where you're writing whether the answer is yes, now you can have this request, or later no, you're thinking ahead when you're asking the question, and you're going to circle. So if God says yes to this request, so maybe just everybody right now think of a request that you might have. What, what, what is something that you'd like to have in your life? Okay, so if you got that in your mind. Now, if God said yes, you can have that right now, um, then you would circle any of these things that would apply if, um, if you got that right now. Would that increase your generosity? Would that increase your contentment? Would it increase your diligence, your faithfulness, your goodness, your humility, kindness, joy, knowledge, love? Would it increase your gentleness, peace, self-control, patience, purity, forgiveness, wisdom, honesty? You just circle all of the little acronyms that apply. And if he were to happen to say no or wait, I might give this to you later, what is going to be developed in you if he says no? And what's really so cool is when you get on track with God in your mind and your thinking about who you are and about how he's answering your prayers and all that, it changes changes everything because you recognize, oh, there's good that can come either way. There's good that comes if he says yes. There's good that comes if he says no. And sometimes when you're doing this roster, this prayer request roster, all of a sudden you see, oh, it's even better if he says no, really. I mean, I'll be far more developed if he says no to this request than if he says yes. And I just think how we look at ourselves, how we look at our circumstances are usually through very limited eyes. We're looking at them, like you said, through the world's eyes instead of through God's eyes. And his perspective is so much bigger. What do you what do you say to the person who's really got a distortion issue going on? Um, they they're they're really like they can't even really resonate with anything we're saying right now. Well, you know, I I really love what you just said because I wish I was, you know, we could uh, I could show show you map this out on a whiteboard. God sees the bigger picture, and we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, and he's called us to view things from that perspective where they look vastly different. Right. Now, for the person that is having a hard time relating to us, it's really going to the place of knowing two things about the character of God, and that is very important things, and that is that he loves us and that he's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to begin there, that he loves us and that he's good. So now what you just said, sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no. When you know that he loves you and you know right. he's good, then you can move to the place of trust in whatever right. he says. And as you move to the place of trust, then your faith 
begins to grow. That's what, what causes your faith walk to explode. It's interesting, Linda, at the beginning of this program, you said that the biggest battle is the one for our identity, who we are in Christ. And Mm -hmm. in the book Sacred Romance, uh, John Eldridge had written that Satan's biggest lie is that God is not as good as he says he is. And when you combine those two things together, the biggest lie Mm -hmm. with the biggest battle, you've really got got, uh, a lot of power that's waiting to happen, waiting to be released mm-hmm. in your life when you get your identity straight and when you really learn who God is and that he's really trustworthy, he's really good. That, that is exactly right. Now, let me say this. The devil fought Jesus on his identity. He said to him in the wilderness, if you are the son of God, numerous times, turn these stones into bread, if you are the son of God. If yeah. he fought Jesus on his identity, even on the cross, one of the thieves said, if you are the son of God, you can get us down to mm. And so he was, he was uh, uh, if you look at the Gospels, he was continually uh, dealing with uh, being challenged on his identity. So if he was, don't you think we will be too? There is a war going on, and, and, and this is really recognizing the warfare that you cannot ignore it. There is a war for your identity. So, I love okay, that. I've, me, never, I've, me, actually no, I've actually never thought about the if thing as being a direct tech on identity, but of course it is. That makes so much sense. It is. God, like, God designed you to be an overcomer. And your listeners, he designed you to be an overcomer. It's in your spiritual DNA to overcome. So, so one of the areas of warfare is you can't do that. You'll never get over this. You'll never get over your past. And those are all lies. So as you begin to renew your mind, and renewing your mind is really is taking active steps. You know, Marnie, it's like you, you can't just, I will say this, reading the word is really good, but then, and you can know about it, but, but it's that step of believing it, of speaking it. Like in Joshua 1.8, it says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night. Well, what that means is don't let it, leave you, like go away, like keep saying it, keep it in your mouth, keep meditating, keep speaking uh, the word. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. What are we speaking? We're speaking uh, the words that are going over and over in our minds. Now, you know, we can all go to meetings and conferences and churches and women's groups, and we can look good on the outside. There'd be totally a wreck on the inside. So what I'm I'm going after here is your secret thought life, is getting your secret thought life aligned with heaven. And I will tell you this, you will become a very dangerous woman of God when you do, or a dangerous (laughs) man of God, but you will become dangerous. It's like I think um, Mario Murillo or somebody first said it, that that when when you wake up in the morning, the devil says, oh, no, she's awake. Well, (laughs) listen. That's me. That's 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 what I'm that's what I'm looking for. I have a friend who calls who calls us Satan's hit women, <laughs> or no, God's hit women. God's hit women, right? God's hit women. Yeah, just going out and you know, just uh, taking out demons left and right, and just uh, 
plans and, and schemes against Christians, and uh, we have so much power and so many things that we can do. Well, this is Marnie Zebra. We're visiting today with Linda Brightman of lindabrightman.com. That's B-R-E-I-T-M-A-N.com. And uh, we're going to come right back and talk about how to live your true identity and fulfill everything God created you to do, as well as how to rewire your thinking anytime, anywhere. We'll be right back. Did you know that in less than five minutes from right now, you could be earning 50% commissions with Marnie.com? Log into your account, or if you don't have one already, click the login, and then you'll have the option there to create a new account. It's as simple as adding your email address and your name, and that's it. And then you have an account at the bottom of any page, click Affiliate, and you can start earning commissions from us right away. You just copy your affiliate link and then share it with other people. And you can share any page, any resource, any upcoming event, even an upcoming radio broadcast. Um, Marnie.com. And if someone comes in and if they ever buy anything, because it's cookies that remembers your link and their computer, if they ever buy anything, you get a 50% commission. So head on over to Marnie.com and start earning 50% commissions today. Welcome back. This is Marty Swedberg. We're visiting today with Linda Brightman, the author of The Real You, Believing Your True Identity, and uh, excited to be talking about who we are in Christ right now in this very moment. And Linda, next thing we want to talk about Come how on. to live out our true identity and how to fulfill everything God created us to do. Well, one of the things that I emphasize is for us to encourage ourselves. And when I've asked groups, how do you encourage yourself? Many times people will say they don't know if they do or they will literally, I had one woman say, I don't. I mean, she just knew she didn't. But the kinds of things she said to herself, she didn't encourage herself. So I will, um, I created uh, verses about encouraging, strengthening yourself. I call it prophesying to yourself. That means to strengthen, encourage, and bring comfort. And I'm going to share with you a few of those verses right now. And I want, and I'm just asking you to just see how this affects you. What I generally do is I'll have a person speak this to themselves in a mirror. So I'm going to speak it to you and over you. So here goes. You are going to make it. You will fulfill everything God has called you to do. I prophesy to you. You are strong and courageous. You have resurrection life in you. The power of the Holy Spirit lives in you. I command your spiritual eyes to be open to greater revelation. And I call forth the gifts of God in you. I speak to your spirit and say, rise up, stand strong. To every deep place within you that God is now calling, I say, wake up. And I command the sleeping giant in you to arise. God can do anything, and he can do anything through you. Mm. So, how's that That's make you beautiful. feel? Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, are these, the ones that you're reading to us today, are they in your book? Um, most of them are. This that I just read is a class that I do, and it will probably be in my next okay. book, which I'm working on. Okay. So, but most, yeah. like the verses in every chapter, I have verses on aspects of our identity, and part of the homework is to speak them morning and night because it really, it, it really changes everything. 
so beautiful. And it is so important to take a proactive approach to this and not just hope that something changes, isn't it? it exactly. And, you know, that, it, that's a good word is you've got to be proactive. You can't just sit around and let your mind do whatever it wants. And you don't have to. You, can, you know, Joyce Meyer wrote that book, Power Thoughts, and then she started off years ago with the book um, Battlefield of the Mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking But what I want to give to you is practical tools now to put in your hand, to wrap your brain around so that you can activate your identity in your life and begin living from that place of power and knowing who you are so that you can go out, out into the world and, and be who God created you to be. I mean, with the, with the power that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of you and doing the, you know, the miraculous and changing the world and, and fulfilling uh, all that God has called you to do. And so it, it, the, the foundation really is renewing your mind and begin that. Just It's like the verse that we shared at Romans 12, 1 and 2, to be transformed. That word transformed, I said it was metamorphosis, like metamorphosis, the butterfly. Well, it's the, same, it's the same word is used to describe Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. When they saw him and his face glowed white, they said he was transformed. That's metamorphosis. That is what God is doing in us. He's transforming mm-hmm. you into the likeness of his son. And he will have a bride, pure and spotless. He will have a bride whose, whose voice sounds like his voice. He will. It's like what you're doing when you renew your mind and speak the word is you're simply cooperating with the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah. Oh, that's, See, I get on my soapbox a little. Sorry. No, but that's so good. And, and, you know, honestly, you know, I have this perspective where, where whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed by life, and that happens, um, I just remember, okay, none of this is mine. This is not mine. It's not my problem. It's not my gift. It's nothing. It's just God gave it to me. I'm, I'm taking responsi- too much responsibility. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm taking too much responsibility. So I give it back to God, and then I just say, right, this is your responsibility. Now, is there anything I can do for you right now? And it changes my whole perspective because it just moves me from being the the one who has to carry the whole burden to having him be the one who carries the burden and me just be his little errand girl. And, you know, I have this funny thing I always tease around, Linda, if people say, what do you do for a living? I, what I really want to say all the time is, well, I'm, the personal, I'm a personal assistant to the king of the universe, and I just meet with him in private consultation uh, throughout the day, and then I run his errands using his resources, and it's just a wonderful, you know, wonderful life, and then, you know, has a great retirement plan. So I, I love to say that because that's really how I see it. I don't see that I have to manufacture this stuff. I see that I just have to be a flow-through vessel for it. You know, as you're speaking right now, I just really have a strong sense that the Holy Spirit is wooing people into his presence, into Mm -hmm. that place of intimacy where you can lay down the performance and the works. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's wooing, I just, I feel this so strongly in my spirit, people into that place of intimacy because God just loves being with us. And to your audience, I say God loves he loves spending time with you. He's jealous over you. He, 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 
he's like it says, he's standing at the door and knocking, and he wants to just hang out with you and be with you and have you soak in his presence where you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to say anything. Just come. Just be there. And, and just let him wash over you with his love mm. and with his power and let him renew you. Beautiful. I always like to think of it as being a four-year-old with a day, you know, a loving father and mm-hmm. how, you know, that four-year-old, you know, wants to help and mostly is more hassle than they're worth, you know. <laughs> as far as the actual work output or productivity, you know, you'd really be able to do it faster without them. But, um, but when we're working for God, it's kind of like that. And he doesn't do it because our work is so awesome. We're like a four-year-old. But he does it because he loves the relationship, just like any That's parent. That's exactly. That's right. And you, you know, know what it is? It's he's looking for us to be partners with him and to do things with us. It's like he cares about our dreams. He cares about our visions, and he wants to do things. It's like we have dreams and visions in us that are God-designed, that he he just wants to do it with us. And he gives us things like, well, you know, he gives us things too big for us to do, so we know we need him. We have to have him as a partner to be able to, accomplish the things that he's given us. He wants relationship and partnership. What's interesting is that um, a lot of times he doesn't give us things that are too big for us to do, and those are the places where he's testing to see if we'll just uh-huh. do it without him then. <laughs> will we just run ahead and do it without him, or will we invite him to partner with those things as well? Um, that's because good, that's, Marnie. Well, it's true. <laughs> No, yeah. it is because, you know, especially when, you're a, when you can do a lot of things, which I think right. you probably can because, you know, I get a lot accomplished, but I have to stand back and really I have to um, make my God time a priority, my steal away time that, you know, just to hang out with him and be with him. And, um, you know, there. I mean, I know missionaries. There's a missionary named Heidi Baker, which maybe some of your viewers know. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's in Mozambique, and uh, she spends about five hours a day first thing with the Lord. And, uh, and she's a missionary in Mozambique. I mean, most people would think, I don't have time to do that. But it's like um, that's the basis of everything else we do. Everything else, is, it, will, it will start coming works, we'll be good workers for God, we'll be the older brother in the story of the prodigal son, you know, who stayed home and worked and thought he did everything right when all, this, all, this, all along his father said, if you'd only asked me, I would have, you know, killed the fatted calf for you. But he didn't know his father intimately. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, that there's the time alone with God, which is so awesome and necessary. And then there's just the journeying life with him in the moment. And I mm-hmm. remember back to changing to changing diapers with my babies who are now adults and, and remembering standing there, you know, is there anything is there anything that I could do here that, you know, God would please you? And he's just like, yeah, do it with me. Just do it with me. Whatever you're doing, do it with me. Just let me be part of this. You know, Marnie, it's so funny you should say that. There was one day... I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, go buy some flowers to plant in your yard. And I'm thinking, really? Like I have time. So I went and I bought flowers and I had this little purple alyssum. And I sat down on the cement in front of the dirt 
And I started planting them. And in that moment, I felt the pleasure of the Lord come all over Mm me. And I just felt like he was saying, I just wanted to do this with you. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. It's funny, my, my husband yesterday has got his own uh, mowing story, so now we both have a mowing story. One day years ago, I, was, I only had 15 minutes until I had to leave to go somewhere, and the thought came into my mind, go mow the front yard. And I thought, mow the front yard? I only have 15 minutes. I'll hardly get the mower out, and I'll have to leave. But the thought was very strong in my mind, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to go mow the front yard. And I just... Um, I just barely, you know, got to the edge of the front, t- first time going around the outside edge, and along came a gal on a bicycle, and it was a lady that I very rarely saw, and she pulled us stop, and so I turned the mower off, and, and um, she said, hey, she said, how are you doing? And I said, good, how are you doing? And she goes, well, she said, I am trying to find out about Awana. Do you know anybody that knows anything about Awana? Because my kids need something, and, you know, we don't go to church. And, you know, she's telling me all this, and she wanted to know about Awana, and she thought maybe I would know about Awana. And here I was just standing on the corner mowing my lawn for two minutes, and I just came back in just laughing like, God, that's hilarious. Well, yesterday it was raining. It was just this miserable rainy day, and my husband was prompted to go mow the lawn. And so... He gets the mower out, and he's like, really, God, I have to go mow the lawn in the rain. Okay, whatever. So he gets the mower out, and he's mowing around, and he's going down across the front yard, and he looked over at a neighbor's house, and he just thought, oh, my goodness, I should go talk to him. So he just stopped mowing, and he walked over and talked to that neighbor, and right away there was a connection there, and we're going to get together with him later this week. Now, why would God use something silly like mowing? But he does because we're four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He uses every little thing. You know? <laughs> it's, all, it's all an object lesson with him. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, he's into, see, here's the thing is, that's a, a whole message, life interrupted, that you allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt your day with all of these wonderful, spontaneous things that you can't, you couldn't figure that one out. You couldn't figure oh, out right. this woman on the bar, you know, but God yeah. knows. Right. Right. The timing things are so fun. I love yeah, The it. timing things are so fun. Yeah. Well, this is Marnie Sweffer. We're visiting today with Linda Brightman of lindabrightman.com. That's B-R-E-I-T-M-A-N.com. We're going to come right back and talk about how to embrace the reality that you are an atmosphere changer and how to live extravagantly loved, totally accepted, and completely forgiven. We'll be right back. As the web hostess of WomenSpeakers.com, which is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, connecting over 1,700 speakers with thousands of women's ministry leaders who come to the site to find speakers from upcoming events, it is my great joy and honor to welcome you if you are a Christian woman who is a speaker who is ready to go share a story or a message with different groups, you come on over and join over there. You can get a free listing, which is a text-only listing, or you can pay for a full-page profile. Of course, if you have the full page it's going to get more attention than if you have the texting but either way join us over at womenspeakers.com welcome back and 
welcome to all of you speakers who um, are looking for places to speak. We'd love to have you over at womenspeakers.com. And if you are an event planner, a conference leader, a worshiper, a retreat planner, uh, you want to check out womenspeakers.com to find a speaker in your area or somewhere close or someone that's speaking on the topics that you're interested in. And you can search any which way you want. Uh, we're talking today about you are amazing right now, and it's such a great time. I'm having a blast, Linda, picking your brain here and just <laughs> talking about this this really, really important subject because we really cannot fulfill what God created us to do in this world and in this lifetime if we don't know who we are in Christ. So um, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about being, you, you touched on it a little earlier, but maybe define for us what you mean by being an atmosphere changer and how we can actually become one. Well, you know, I think probably most believers don't. They, they, they kind of underestimate what they carry, what in that God, what God has placed on us, and I, I just also have a strong sense that your listeners are like they're due for an upgrade. They're ready for an upgrade in the spirit. And one of the things is knowing that you are an atmosphere changer because the power of the Holy Spirit lives in you. And when you are, when you know who you are, seeing yourself through God's eyes, you know when you walk into a room, things can change. Example, what you just shared, walking out into your front yard, all of a sudden this woman comes by. She's drawn to you. Why? It's like the whole atmosphere that you've created around you, that obedience to God, you know, the, a life of, I'm guessing, praise and worship, which is, I'm sure, who you are. And it, it changes things. Now, um, when there, there are a lot of uh, women, for example, who have um, – I, I train and talk to about taking uh, charge, taking authority over the atmosphere of your home and praying through your house and changing the atmosphere. And, uh, and I, I mean, maybe I'm going out on the limb here. I don't really know your audience super well, but it's, it's really in the name of Jesus, just asking for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to come in, like, a, like changing the weather inside of my house that his power would come in and worshiping him and glorifying him and commanding anything that's not of God to get out in Jesus' name and, and uh, speaking life and hope and uh, future. And I will, you know, with my husband, I'll go into his office and pray, his home office, and pray over his desk and his chair. And I will speak life and hope and future and, and ideas to come. And I, and I will um, I'll just pray to the house and change the atmosphere. Well, that carries through when I go somewhere, to just walking in and knowing that I am an atmosphere changer. And um, I'd go into my husband's, he was, he was, he's retired now, he's a medical doctor. I'd go into his office and pray for patients. And when I came in, I know it. And I'm not saying it's me, it is God, Christ in me. Christ lives in me. So I come in with Christ in me. And I began praying for the sick, laying hands on the sick, and seeing miracles. And, uh, and people are drawn to that. People are drawn to Christ in you. Now, you know how the word says that they will either love the fragrance of Christ or they won't. Well, you will know because you're carrying, you carry the fragrance of Christ. And they'll either be very drawn to you or they will try and stay away from you. But right. you are an atmosphere changer. I like to, uh, years ago I was on a, I felt like God had called me to go and pray through um, 
kind of a hostile situation. And before I went, you know, I was a little nervous about going. And I just saw in the spirit how, as a Christian, you know, there's that song that we sing, His Banner Over Me Is Love. And that's from uh-huh. the poem, the Natasha verse. And I just saw that in the unseen world, when a demon or, an, an, a, you know, an angel, when someone something in the unseen world sees a saint, what they see is they see you, but then they also see this banner of love over you. It's like a big billboard mm-hmm. uh, saying, mine, 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 God's saying, this mm-hmm. one's mine, this one's mine. And we, it gives us so much boldness to go forward, but you recognize, okay, that's visible in the unseen world, but to the, to the human eye, it's not visible. But yet there is something about uh, about us that is bigger than our bodies, uh, an aura that we send out, a presence that comes with us. And I think that that's what you're uh-huh. talking about a lot, uh-huh. too. And, and also then addressing any, you know, demonic forces that may be present there. Um, for someone, maybe for someone that isn't currently living extravagantly, feeling loved, feeling accepted, feeling forgiven, um, can you just help us move from maybe the place where we're a little stuck, maybe a little... Um, definitely not feeling like like God does totally love me because maybe he can't, I'm unlovable. Maybe talk talk right now to that person and help us help us take a step closer to Jesus. You know, uh I I feel like with that it's really breaking things off of them in the spirit realm, you know, and the lie that they have come to believe. And uh and and can I just do that just I won't really fast. Like I feel, I just want to speak over the people is that in Jesus' name, I break the lie that you're unlovable. I break the lies that you're not beautiful. I break the lie that you're not extravagantly loved. And I proclaim over you, you are loved, you are accepted, and you are totally forgiven. And when you come, in, come into a relationship with Christ, all of these things are yours. They are yours. And I just encourage you to open up your arms and receive them right now because that is the truth. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, um, people do, they, that's, that's one of the biggies is God sent his son because he so loved the world. And that is another area where we're, you know, where the enemy does not want us to know how loved we are. But the thing is, God's power, who God is, breaks through a lot of the junk that we came in with. And he goes right to the heart of the person. And all of the people who are listening to this right now, he knows how to get in there where no counselor can get in. The Holy Spirit knows how to break through into the core of your being and begin to um, marinate your heart with his love, that you would know that you know that you know that you are loved. And I, I also have a sense that a lot of the people listening will start having uh, dreams um, and pictures from God. Like you said, about seeing the banner. Uh, it's ways that we engage with God. He kind of gives us images and pictures and speaks to us in, in all of these ways as he, as he begins activating our spiritual senses to engage with him. And I just feel like so many are going to start getting... Uh, dreams of um, how God really, really loves them. And, I, in, and even right now as they're listening, just feeling the love of God 
pouring over them right now from head to toe. And it's a supernatural, supernatural thing that takes place. And, I mean, you can say, I'm extravagantly loved. And, but when you do, just take a moment and get quiet and open up your heart and allow that to come right in. Saturate you. Saturate your heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm thinking of um, the process that it sometimes takes time. Other times it's an instantaneous uh, healing. There's a lot of different examples of the way that God heals and frees us in the Bible. And one of the, mm-hmm. one of the analogies I like to use is that sometimes it's just as easy as walking into a pitch dark room and turning on a light switch. And just in that moment, all the darkness flees and the light Mm -hmm. fills the space. And where you were blind a moment ago and couldn't see anything, now you can see very clearly. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're asking God for, for you, the listener, and for ourselves as well, that in our dark places that we be able to come to see clearly God's truth because in that truth there is so much power. Yeah. You know, I, I fully believe that as your listeners begin posturing in God's word, that this transformation will take place. And he said, when you renew your mind, you will be transformed. And if you have, you know, the people that, you have, that have areas of struggle, to do this. Think about the things that you struggle with. For example, many wrestle with fear. Go to the Bible and find verses that address fear, like God has not given me the spirit of fear or um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, and then say, I trust you, Lord, with all my heart, and I, don't, and I lean not on my own understanding. And then write them out and say them throughout the day and begin addressing those things that you have wrestled with. And if it's feeling loved, then go to the Word and say, no, God so loved me that he sent his Son. And that's your starting place. That's the first step. And I like to say, carry the verses with you throughout the day, but also put them above your toilet paper because I know you will show up there every day, a few times a day, you know, like many times if you're like me, <laughs> but um, so that you have them before you all the time. I love that. I always call them, um, in fact, last week we did a program called um, 12 Miracle, Miracle Changing or Miracle Producing Mantras. And they're just those sayings that you have that you say over and over and over and over until they become part of your being. You know, I am loved. God made me. I am his. I am an overcomer. Through Christ, all things are possible. I can do anything that God puts in my heart to do. You know, all these things that just come and, and you, you say them so many times and you have this right in your face. And, you know, we talked earlier mm-hmm. about being, intention, being intentional about this. Don't just wait um, mm-hmm. for something to change in your thinking. Uh, become intentional. Don't just read the Bible to read it. Read it to get something out of it. And, and ask God. Um, we just gave um, uh, one of our employees was leaving, and she didn't, she didn't have a Bible. And so we gave her a Bible as her goodbye um, gift from our store. And, um, and I said, you know, what I encourage you to do is when you, whenever you read this, whenever you pick this up, just before you read a word, just say, God, would you just show me something today? Just show me something. And go into it with an attitude of expectation. There's such a big difference between doing something for the sake of doing it and getting it done and checking it off a to-do list or something. And, and the, the difference is just 
whether you're going to get something out of it that's going to change you or whether you're just going to, you know, spend the time doing it. It's back to mm-hmm. loving, loving being with God. He loves being with us. That's right. That's exactly right on. Yeah. So, Linda, um, maybe any parting words here for someone who maybe isn't familiar with your work? Can you tell us a little bit about your book? I know it well, comes like with a DVD and other stuff that's there with it. A DVD and a study guide, and you can a DVD and a study guide so that you can uh, facilitate a group or set up a group. Uh, it's really easy to follow. I'm also offering a free online class in July called. Uh, Becoming Unstoppable with a Winning Mindset. And you can find that on my website also. Uh, It's a free online class uh, on July 22nd. And so you can sign up for that and get started there. But um, I've really enjoyed being with you. And I think that because the book, The Real You, Believing Your True Identity, is full of personalized verses, and each chapter addresses an aspect of your identity, that you would get strong, uh, like power and authority, overcoming, having a healed and restored heart, knowing that you're accepted and highly valued and covered in his righteousness and aligning your thoughts with heaven. I mean, it's very, very powerful. The book is being used in schools of ministry. I had a church recently went through the whole book, and the pastor called me and said, the entire atmosphere of my church has changed because people are believing who they are, you know, and now uh-huh. get this, this is so funny. He said, the people came to me and said, we know Linda's working on something else and we want to know what. So now they're, you know, coming after me for right faster. <laughs> right faster, <laughs> so right funny. faster. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you guys can learn more about that over at lindabrightman.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-B-R-E-I-T. M-A-N.com. Linda's the author of The Real You, Believing Your True Identity, and I hope that you will go and check that out and also look into taking part in that July free training with her. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Linda. I loved it. I loved being with you, Marty. It was a real blessing. You're awesome. Oh, thanks. Well, I appreciate you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope you guys all have a great day. And uh, we'll see you back here next time. Until then, take care and have a great rest of your afternoon. Bye-bye. During my tenure as Success Principles Official Guide at SelfGrowth.com, the largest online directory of self-growth resources in the world, I was asked to put together a coach certification program, which is now available at Marnie.com, and it's called SPI, S-P-I, Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Training. If you are wondering how to get success yourself, how to train other people and biblically-based success, I encourage you to check out SPY training over at Marnie.com.